0: and 8 Talk. Talks right here. We're going to talk about it right here. We're going to talk about everything you like. I'm going to make it real, real clear. It's today's talks right here. We're going to talk about it right here. I'm going to talk about everything you like. I'm going to make it real, real quick because it's today's talk. And I'm going to talk about it. Yeah. And welcome to this special episode of the Today Talks podcast brought to you by your host, Tonay i'm so happy to be back today's episode is a review of the movie note created and written and directed by jordan Peele, star starring daniel kalua and kiki palmer the tonight talks podcast is the podcast that educates and entertains the podcast where you come to laugh and of course Learn Before we start today's show, I did want to highlight the Worthing Foundation. The Worthing Foundation will be hosting, uh, coming back for their ninth year as they're hosting their Light Up the World Girls Day Summit, uh, fostering brilliance in young women of color. It is encouraged that all high school and college-age women register to attend. The event will be held in Dallas, Texas at the Juanita Craft Rec Center, located at 4500 Spring Street in Dallas, Texas. The event will be held on Sunday, August 14th at 2 p.m. They will focus on body, mind, and spirit, mental wellness, communication, financial literacy, as well as vocational and tech career readiness. If you're interested in wanting your child, your daughter to participate, or your niece or your guy sister, your little cousin, baby cousin Tracy, then register for the event, the Light Up the World Girls' Day Summit. And the link will be down in the comments below. So make sure you participate in that. That sounds like that's gonna be a really great event. And so without further ado, do, we're going to get into Nope. What I love about the title is that it's Blackity Black, 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 Black. Why do you ask? Is it Nope Black? Because whenever we see a scary movie or a thriller, we as in Black people, and we see some stuff that is crazy, we'd be like, Nope, Nope, not doing it, Nope. Because I would even before they said Nope, or while they were saying Nope, I was in the movie theater like, Nope. Nope, I told Terrence, I told my husband, I was like, you know what? This movie would have been over in fifteen minutes had I been in this because as soon as I would have saw a little sky monster, it would have been a wrap for me. <laughs> okay, but nope, it's very interesting and very intricate, might I add. And first, we'll start with one of the first things that they show in the movie, which was a black jockey and Kiki Palmer's character. Emerald Haywood, um, and her family owned a horse farm, as you would say, where they rented out their horses to be in Hollywood movies. And in the beginning, she gave some, well, I come to find out, some kind of fictional history about, uh, her great great grandfather. Well, after doing some research, I came across, um, the man who f- photographed the black man on the horse, who was a black jockey and his name was edward moorie bridge and edward moorie bridge was a english photographer and he was commissioned by the university of pennsylvania to do a um some for some work some photographs and so he did this steel picture movement of black jockeys on the horse during that time back in the 1800s, and this is quoted from a John odd It says the world of sports and entertainment was one of few in which African Americans could excel. Kind of hard to believe in the year 2022 when a lots of black athletes excel in most of the sports that we watch, specifically basketball and football. But a little history back in those time, boxing and horse racing were the two fields where African-Americans can make a living in life for themselves to live a middle-class life. So they were not, you know, a lot, uh, even, even if you know the history of basketball, it wasn't dominated by African-American sports players or even the NFL wasn't dominated by black or African-American sports players when they first came to be. And so back in these times, boxing and jockeying, were the premier sports uh, for African-Americans. Well, Edward Muybridge coming to America, he wasn't really in the whole race political relations that were going on with black and white people during that time. So he wasn't caught up in all of that. So he did not mind recording or photographing these African-American jockeys. Um, So he was not politically involved in the U.S. social struggles. So like I said, um, he was commissioned to take these photos, which one of the photos was used in the Nope movie. A little other historical fact, in 1875, the inaugural year of the Kinterby Ducky, 13 of the 15 jockeys were black and 15 of the first 28 derbies were won by black jockeys. And then at some point there was like, nah this ain't this ain't the sport for y'all and then it got basically colonized for lack of better words um by 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 the uh by the by the whites so moving right along gordy the chimp so this is my take on it and i was telling my sorority sister about it and y'all know i got my popcorn because what we're talking about a movie so of course you gotta have some popcorn Gordy the chimp in my personal opinion and I just want you guys to know that I have not read any reviews on the movie no so this is purely my feelings and my initial reactions after seeing the movie I felt like Gordy the chimp was symbolizing black people in, in, in a sense and one of the things that ticked or triggered Gordy the chimp as the one guy in the movie was saying that when they were referring to the on his television show that he was on and they were referencing the jungle whenever they talked about the jungle Gordy the chimp lost it he went nuts and when they when they showed the scene of Gordy the chimp on his TV show they were making jokes of Gordy about being in the jungle and that kind of to me represents when black people are stereotyped in movies Or in television shows, and they're like, um, "Go back to Africa," or you know, really stereotyping us in shows. I think that's what Gordy the Chimp represented, and at at a point, he got fed up. And that's to me America's worst nightmare, right? For black folks to get fed up and trip out. I was about to say that other word, but I don't want nobody coming at me for saying the other word I was gonna say because they've been. The 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 guys in the world's been coming for all the people when you say the other word. So <laughs> I ain't gonna even say it. I ain't gonna even represent. But it is expected. You know, sometimes they think that if black people flip out, similar to what Gordy the Chim did. So they were making these jokes about the jungle, which is where Gordy was from, and he flipped out. He murdered everybody on set except for the one little boy the other minority in the movie which was the little Asian boy and I thought that that scene was very powerful because after he Gordy the Chimp like terrorized the entire cast the little Asian boy was hiding under the table and he spared him and he was about to dap him up and if you notice one of the things that the Asian character has said he was like me and Gordy, we invented the in exploding fist bump. Well, we now realize that that explosion was Gordy getting his blank brains blown out. So what that represented to me was as the, from one minority to the next or the chimp to the Asian, we're about to have unity and fist bump with one another. Next thing you know, Gordy's brains are blown out of his head and he dies, Gordy the chimp. and that to me represents when people of color black people in particular are about to team up with another race or another group of oppressed people then you have the oppressor in this sense come to destroy that like nah as close as y'all about to get to this but no we're about to tear all that down and then they they kind of race bait us against each other as there as if there is a perfect minority race to say that this race is better african-americans are down and as as we saw with the campaign of like the the asian hate campaign when all that was going around that would have been a great time for us to unify but instead it there there was some separation that took place and i think that's what gordy the chimp and the little asian boy in the tv sh- in the fictional tv show on the movie were represented that soon as we are about to have some unity with one another it is it's just blown to shreds um moving right along another another scene in the movie when they were at the movie set and they're trying to get their horses to cooperate with the scene and <laughs> the the white lady that was the star of the commercial she came up and then she asked what daniel kalua's name was and they said oj and instantly she got upset and she was like, is there not anything else that we can call him? Basically, she didn't even want to work with him anymore. And I know that that was Jordan Peele's funny way of saying uh, <laughs> white people still don't bang with OJ Simpson. Like that, that name is taboo. It is a no-no. And I also think it was an ode to the whole... I, I'm not black. I'm OJ. Where we realize like that absolutely meant nothing in the grand scheme of things because when they when they want to come and get you, your your blackness, they will let you know that you're black. That you're not just OJ. You are absolutely and utterly black, and they will let you know. And so I thought that was funny. And they end up, uh, OJ's character, J- J- Daniel Kalua, they end up losing. Uh, the bid to have their horses featured in the commercial and that was basically their livelihood but then we get to the I call it the sky monster or the cloud monster if you saw I hope spoiler alert I, I've ruined a lot of the movie so hopefully those who are watching this review you have seen the movie for yourself but the cloud monster uh, by the way I haven't looked at a cloud the same since i seen the movie i would be in the car like Okay, is that cloud moving? Is this cloud following me? Is something about to fall out the sky and punch me in the throat? I don't even know. Are you about to suck me up and kill me? I don't know. But (laughs) Jordan Peele, you have me on edge with a cloud monster. The the first death that we see in the movie is um, O.J. and Kiki, O.J. and Emerald's dad, Kiki Palmer, Dan um, which is, I think his name was John David. David, what's his name? Keith David, he plays Otis Haywood, which O.J. is named after Otis Haywood Jr. That's where we get the O.J. But anyway, his father is killed within the first I want to say 10 minutes of the movie by the cloud sky, the sky monster. To me, the sky monster, in in my opinion, represented white America hovering or keeping a cloud or watchful eye of black people, And what I mean by that is they kept on saying when the cloud was hovering, they said that the cloud or the the monster wants wants their land back or their their they want this area back. And to me, that represented the idea of like gentrification within black communities that when when the colonizers come and they're ready to take their cities back or their suburbs back it's like they don't care what you're doing what struggles you're going through what hardship it's like no we want this land and by any means necessary we're going to take this land and so when they kept referencing that this cloud monster wanted the land back that's immediately what I thought I, th- I think I that that was a hidden message that Jordan was trying to convey it's like or oh, when when they want to come and get the land, they they will get it by hook or crook. They will say that the land is condemned. They will um, flood the area like they did with Hurricane Katrina. They'll cause a, a disaster in some way to say, hey, we're gonna take this land. I'm from Flint, Michigan. What they do, and it could be conspiracy theories, but I feel like they poison the water to say some because you know at the time Flint, Michigan is predominantly african-american city at this point at one point it wasn't but it was like hey we want we want our city back what what can we do let's let's poison the water and if you don't think that people will uh cut their hand off to spite themselves to spite you i think that they would so also the sky monster um when he the sky monster kept a watchful eyes like i'm gonna watch her every move and like i said that's what i think that's that's the the watchful eye of a big brother and even when it came to the uh the tmz guy um coming to he got to get the perfect shot and he wants to see it and they were like, you know, don't go towards it. Don't go towards it. And, and he still went to go towards it. I believe, and, and me and my sorority sister Shatina talked about this, that that was Jordan Peele's way of saying that in the in the age of social media, people will do anything to go viral they'll risk their lives, they'll do dangerous things, they'll go into the eye of the storm or right into the face of danger in hopes of going viral, in hopes of getting the the best angle, the best reel, the best TikTok, and I believe that that's what that, you know, represented. I also like how Jordan Peele represented the LGBT community in making Kiki Palmer's character uh, a lesbian woman. I think she played that role very well. Um, The cinematography of the movie was excellent with Daniel Kaluuya's chocolate skin. And even in the nighttime scenes, his skin just glistened and glowed off of the screen. Uh, Kiki's hair was in its natural state and form and just showing just the, the whole beauty of African-Americans. And I will be remiss if, as I was talking about the minorities coming together or certain minorities coming together and not wanting us to have unity. I believe that the, char- the, the, the character of Angel Torres with him being Hispanic represents how black and brown unity uh, t- tends to come together more than we come together with other races. So I think that's what the Angel Torres character um, represented. Um, but for the most part, that's pretty much my review of the movie It was an excellent movie it was a thriller jordan peele always finds the way to incorporate blackness where without a shadow of a doubt that you know that it is culturally black even if it's not stereotypically black it's definitely culturally black and relevant to what we got going on um i like how at the end Emerald and OJ survived, they stuck together. I think that was a message just to show what we can do, what we can accomplish if we, you know, we stick together and we we endure until the end. Um, I think that the Sky Monster devoured those who went after greed, Um, like the Asian man's character. And let me get his name. What's that man, name? He looks different on here. Oh, Stephen Yume. Um, his character, uh, who was the coast <laughs> the the co-star of the chimp. Once he realized that the sky monster was available, he wanted to use it as an attraction on his what a little amusement park. And like, as as an attraction, instead of running away from it, like the black people in the movie was like, nope, like, no, I'm not about to make this an attraction, but it's like, this is peculiar thing that I see killing and doing all this crazy weather stuff. Yeah, let me go ahead and make a profit off of that. And then the midst, kill yourself. Like that is America in a nutshell. They're gonna chase capitalism at anybody's detriment including their own. And you know what? That is a big note for me. So if you haven't already, go check out Jordan Peele's note. I hope you enjoyed my review. I hope maybe it gave you some clarity on some things. That was my my interpretation of the movie. Like I said, I haven't read any of the reviews, but that's basically how I saw the movie. So down in the comments below, you tell me, what did you think about note? Would you have survived? Would you have died? Or would there have been no movie? Because I'm telling you, if that would have happened in real life, I am getting out of town. And thanks for coming to my today talk. Bye.